folks, we're back here on the Boss Man Show for our edition here. New show this year. WDJ Wild doing big things, but I feel it's all around the world. The Boss Radio Network. And this is just Jamal Sherman Williams, former Dallas Cowboys running back. Back up to Emmitt Smith, Super Bowl champion, talking about his story with us. A crimson cowboy. But now, I'm going to bring to you all a friend of mine. You can, you can, when you hear, watch Atlanta Hawks games, you hear the organ in the background the defense and let's go Hawks and the nice little Tony plays with somebody calls a foul. It's my man, sir Foster here on the boss man show. What's up Foster? How you doing, brother? They are. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey man, I'm doing great, man. New year, new show, new surroundings, man, new affiliates. I'm blessed, man. Awesome, man. Happy, happy 2018 to you. No doubt how you too, bro. No doubt, man. And and Foster, for all the listeners here on WDJY, and I Felicity has picked up the show this year, man, who may not have known about your backstory. Your humble begins in the Fort Valley, Georgia, playing in churches to become one of the house organists. If you could, could you just give the people a little bit of background about yourself and especially talk about that day two thousand twelve that really changed your life to spur you the way you are today? Uh basically well, uh, I'm going to make this as quick as possible. I was born in Fort Valley, Georgia. Uh, I always wanted to do music. Um, I played anywhere that I could, any person, anywhere that would hire me. I moved to Atlanta to pursue that dream, and uh, life's been good since then. I hooked up with the Hawks, um, I think, back in 2009. So this is my ninth season playing the organ for the Atlanta Hawks. It's been a dream come true. Um, you know, I've also played. I do studio work. I do all types of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, just, just get bigger and better every day. So, um you know, no life's been real good. Yes, indeed. Uh, Fossey, I remember because when I got out of college when you started, because in 09 I graduated, I asked when I come at the Hawks game and said, 09, 10 season, I got out of college. And that's when you was started to play with the Hawks. So you kind of started when I got out of school. That's how I know we know when you started. Cause I got out of school when you kind of got good yeah. with them. So it's yeah. all, always been cool, man, hearing that different flow because – most arenas have just a DJ kind of a person, you know. But with your yeah. flair, I mean, you, you play anything and anything, you know. And you never know what you may play. And people don't believe what's happening about you. You can tell them for yourself. You, you don't have a playlist. You just play what you feel and go and see how it goes. Absolutely. You know, I, I go into each game. I mean, I'm always learning new songs every day. Um, that's just something that I do just as a musician. I, I always want to get better. You never want to stay stagnant. And um, so I just go into each game and just kind of let the game dictate, you know, what I play. And, and you have to let the mood dictate the music, and that's why the music fits. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful for the, to the Hawks for, for giving me that, that opportunity to really just be myself. And, um, you know, I've, I've, the, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, people really love what I do, and, and that's always a good thing. And for people don't realize it's false, you've also played at the All Star Game, the, the the rookie game. You played, you've done over overseas work. I mean, people know you for your organistic abilities, man. Like how talented you are with <laughs> that organ, man. Like how you can play, you can plug any song into an organ. Like I never thought I would hear a mask off on an organ until I heard you do it. <laughs> you know. What I'm saying? Hey, yeah, my my philosophy, first of all, thank you. My, my philosophy has been, you know, if I was sitting in the audience, what would I want to hear? And so that's what I try to bring to the table. You know, I just want to, um, you know, basically play the music that I like, and that's being true to myself, and um, I think people connect with that. 
And you know what's good about Foster people? Follow Sir Foster on Twitter, that he, he will play your request for you. Now, you know how radio stations say, hey, we're going to play your request. We mean you both know that's a lie because it's always saying to the computer what they're going to play. <laughs> you know, but with Foster, yeah, yeah. you get the real request. You send him a song, he may throw a cue it up for you real quick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I, I try to, I've always enjoyed interacting with the people who are listening. You know, that's that's one of the things. Like, you know, we do this for the people. And so it's rewarding to talk to people. And I tell them, like, yo, if you tweet me and, you know, you make a request, if I play it, just tweet me back. Because it's hard for me to tweet back during the game. But, like, I want to know you heard what I what you requested. So, um, you know, I'm always, I'm doing it for the people, man. That's 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 what it's for. Hey, you sign my man Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> For the people, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a lawyer, though. Straight up, like, <laughs> absolutely not. Exactly. Yeah. Do not call Foster for your Lord legal needs. He cannot yeah, help do you. Do not. There. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Sir Foster here with us on the Boss Man Show. Now, uh, for you, and also you have had an album out as well, Foster. Now, going from doing the Hawks to going and making an album. You should play in bands well down in the middle of Georgia doing gigs. So all, all, all your musical career and all your musical talents, where you can go, what do you enjoy the most as part of your musical talents you've been doing your whole life? Oh, yeah, people, people ask me that a lot. I mean, basically, I think I need all of it. I need creating because that's where you really get to be an artist. That's where you really get to kind of put your imprint on the world and say, hey, this is my point of view. This is how I think it should go. But then, I mean, I, I, I need performing. I love performing. You know, that's when you really get to see how the people respond to your point of view. You get to connect with people. You get to feed off their energy. I don't think I could do one without the other one. Um, so people ask me all that all the time, but I have made kind of a lifelong commitment to myself to never just choose one thing because people think I should choose that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I feel like I need to do two things, I focus on them. So I'm always going to be creating and performing. I got you. Now, for me, with my creative bone, Foster, it's always when I'm driving to myself or it hit me at a random moment when I have an idea for a show idea or a show topic or a show segment. Mm-hmm. So for you in creating music and playing music, when does when, when your creative bones get through the juice and flowing? Is it like when you're by yourself, when you're meditating, when you're working out? When does when all that juice to come, come together like, yo, voila, this is what I want to do? Uh... Ooh, it's a, I mean, it happens at different times. I, I don't think it happens any. I don't, I don't think it happens the same way any two times. Um, it could be riding in the car. It could be in the shower. It could be when I get to the studio. It could be before I get to the studio. It could be while I'm at the gym. Um, it never happens the same way twice. You never know what's going to spark your creativity. Um, so I just go out there and you know what I'm saying. Like whenever I feel it, I just make sure that I always leave time to create every day. So that no matter where the creativity comes, I have a chance to kind of exercise those muscles and, and get it out. I got you. Like you said, you got to do that, man. Like you said, like, you got to leave yourself time to create. Like, so I think it's a lot of time we get lost. A lot of people get lost in it, you know, not giving yourself time to create and kind of be themselves. You know, what I look at, like about you is you have your own style. And nobody can change that about you. You have your own style. Like, I can see what you do, but I can duplicate what you do. You know what I'm saying? That's what people that realize about yeah. you. Like, you got your own little thing, your own style, man. It's, it's unique. And 
you have made the organ and hip hop one one the same. Like, where else we get that before with you, man? I mean, you are a trendsetter, brother. You know that you are a trendsetter, man. You you, you that guy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned throughout this artistic journey is that you really can't set out to be anything other than yourself. And in the process of being yourself, if you're good at it, if people connect to that, that's what makes you a trendsetter because there's no one quite like you. You know, there's no one who has every unique skill that you have or every unique thing about them that you have. So that's the best thing you can be. You just have to refine that version of yourself, you know, and, and, and always focus on becoming your best self. Um, so that's, that's something that I've lived by and it, it's something that works for me. I hear that, man. No. I know that you like the Dallas Cowboys, like the Falcons as well, man. Uh, it had on Sherman Williams, Emma Smith's backup when he played with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you remember about Sherman Williams when he played with the Cowboys like, that you can recall from, from your days of being a Cowboy fan? I have to be totally honest. No, I cannot. I don't remember. Um, I was extremely young then. I don't remember anything. As a matter of fact, it seemed like Emma Smith ran the ball every carry. He did. And the only person I remember ever get, ever getting the ball other than him was this dude named Moose Johnson. No, what was the fullback yeah, name? Yeah, Daryl Moose Johnson. Moose Johnson. That's the only person I ever remember carrying the ball for them other than Emmitt Smith. I've Like, running backs are different now because it's three of them or two of them. But, like, back then it seemed like he just had one guy and he just ran the ball every play, every down. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't remember him. But, you know, I'm glad he was part of the Cowboy, Cowboy Nation. If, uh, I'm gonna tell and by you, the way, I'm a Falcons fan, though. So, like, I mean, I grew up watching the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a Falcons fan. I hear you now. We got this game against L.A. coming up. How you feeling about that game against L.A., the Rams? If you ask me, Foster, that was the best draw to get. was playing the young Rams outdoors in L.A. in a warm climate. And, know, if you beat the L.A. Rams, you can get Philadelphia with their backup quarterback, Nick Foles, in the following week. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I think. I'm feeling the same way about this Falcons matchup with the Rams as I felt about Georgia's matchup with Oklahoma in the sense that it's a high-flying offense that we haven't seen before. And it'll be interesting to see how our defense responds. Um, to, to be quite honest, the Rams were extremely great this year, but I really don't know how good they are. Does that make sense? Like, the yeah. Rams were high-flying. They had a lot of great things, but, like, they went from worst to first. And so I really don't know how good they are. And I think, like like you said, this is the best draw for us to get. Because if you ever wanted to take a chance, you want to take a chance with the young team. Um, so hopefully we can go out there and get it done. Exactly. And you force whoever wins that Saints Panthers game to play Minnesota. And the Minnesota came in Atlanta and beat the Falcons 14-9. But a play here too there, the Falcons won that game. So I would still yeah. trust Matt Ryan over Case Keenum. And I'll trust Matt Ryan over Jared Goff. And I'll trust him over Nick Foles in Philadelphia. Absolutely, no argument here. And also, like I said, false. We got the got the Georgia Bulldogs, man, playing Alabama in Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the National Championship game. Good ACC Championship game, two point if you want to look at it. Should should have been at least. But you got them coming mm-hmm. in there now. Do you think that the dog fans will come out in full force and fill that place up and drown out some of those crimson tide, roll tide people, man? Absolutely. I think it's already happening. I, I read a report earlier today that said that the Georgia fans are driving up ticket prices on StubHub. So, um, you know, I think I think Bulldog Nation has been waiting for this. Uh, I don't even think we've been to a national championship game since 1983, let alone won one. I think 
the you know we won one in so long ago. I don't think any of us were alive. So uh, Bulldog Nation has been ready. It's gonna be tough, but I think we can get it done. And find one for you, Foxes. If you wasn't the musician that you were, the talent that you were, what would you be doing with yourself, mm-hmm. man? I have no idea. I don't think I would exist. I have. I have never. You know, it's, this whole being an artist thing wasn't a choice for me. It was something that chose me. I would be absolutely miserable doing anything else. And I've never really done anything else. Um, even, you know, as a child, I was playing music. So I can't, I would not be here. That's basically it. Well, we're glad you're here, man, because you have been a joy to the show, John and myself. You've been a lot to our show and our listeners we, who in Atlanta who love, love you. And I'll, now I've listened outside of Atlanta here and who's joining and going to hear about you and follow you, man. And you, In my mind, you're the best in the NBA at the Oregon, man, and that I've heard. So you you my dude for life, man. I got your back. Anything you need from me or John and the show, you know we support you. Any projects, know we got you, bro. Hey, thank you so much. Look, y'all hit me on Instagram at Sir Foster. Um, within the next month or so, I'm going to be making some, some, some really nice big announcements and, you know, as far as some plans about some things that I want to do. So y'all follow me on there, Instagram at, at Sir Foster and also on Twitter at Sir underscore Foster. And as always, you can check out my, my website, SirFoster.net. And, uh, just stay in touch with me. Y'all hit me. Um, we got some big plans coming up. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about what those plans are. But I am going to tell you there's some things coming up, so uh, y'all, y'all stay tuned for that. No doubt. You heard my man. He's the best, Sir Foster. Check him out, like he said. Foster, as always, my man, thank you for your time. Look forward to seeing you at the Hawks game real soon, buddy. Absolutely, JR. Take care, man. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. Foster on the Boss Man Show. up. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
right, folks, we're back on the Boss Man Show. First show here at WDJY, 99.1 FM, Boston Real Network of the Year. And I got some of you off here at the show know and know my man, Mitchell New York, Salute Magazines. He, he's my he's my boy. We've been doing radio against 2013. Boston Bone said, Miss, we're going to get him back going again. You know, I got four hours to feel, so Bone know he can come on the show whenever he wants to. It's my man, Tony T-Bone Williams. What's good, bro? What's good, brother? How you been? Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, man. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm good and cold, man. This <laughs> that's what I am. I'll tell you. Look, man. Look, man. You say you're cold in ATL. I'm in Northern New Jersey. We know cold. Man, look. I woke up this morning. <laughs> if a wind chill of six degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cold, man. Yeah, I give you that. That's so cold. so bad, bone. My pipes froze. Oh, yeah, I know that, how that goes. So, yeah, I ain't had water all day. So I had to go hop my homeboy house taking me a shower. So that's how bad it is in ATL. We got pipes freezing right now, brother. Yeah, that's actually pretty cold. So I take it back. Okay. <laughs> See, so I know how you feel sometimes now. You know what's not cold and know what's not good is the Giants. They collapsed this year, man. <laughs> it was supposed to be a good team, good defense. Uh, but I don't know what happened to him, man. So you up there, been dude, up in the Jersey area, Tri-State area, what the heck went wrong with these guys this year, man? They were flawed from inside out uh, and top to bottom. And we saw that Reese Fonga act uh, because his roster was flawed. I mean, over the last four or five years, he's hit on maybe a few a few stars. He hit on JPP. He, he, he hit on Beckham. But the old line was always a problem, and it wasn't from a lack of trying because Reese was was sending high draft picks on old linemen: Eric Flowers, Justin Hugh, Richburg. So, so there are some high price, high quality, high round offensive linemen, but they haven't panned out as a unit. So that was a downfall idea because Eli, at this stage in his career, he needs protection. He needs a running game because he's not mobile. He's not as accurate on the run, so he needed that state pocket, and Reese didn't give him one. And what the heck was Ron Jeremy doing up there benching Eli for one game for Geno Smith? What the heck was he? What, what was his <laughs> problem? I think it might have been one last dash effort to save his job. Uh, it didn't work. It was handled so poorly. And you know what? I really don't blame McAdoo as much for the benching. I blame John Mara because John Mara is the owner. He's not. He's not hands on. But nothing major goes through him, uh, goes by the team, unless it goes to him first. So he knew about his benching first. And I'm sure McAdoo brought up his attention and probably said, maybe it's time to bench Eli. And you know what? John Mara okayed that. So I, I, and the fact that John Mara wasn't there in the facilities on the day it happened to, to actually talk to us media types, that was kind of cowardly, and he dropped the ball on that one. So it's McAdoo's fault. He's the fall guy. He gets axed. But to me, honestly, Mara is a real fall guy. Now, should Gettleman keep Eli? Should Eli go to Jacksonville, reunite with Tom Coughlin this offseason? I, I would say uh, chances are very slim that Eli plays elsewhere. Look, he, he's not a ring chaser. He's not chasing a legacy. He was, Peyton was different. Peyton was coming off a major injury, missed an entire season of, of playing time, uh, and then was fired by the coach. The coach fired him. So it wasn't like Peyton said, you know what, I, I'm going to go off in sunset and say I'm done with this. Peyton had a vendetta. He had a vengeance in his heart. 
he wanted to chase legacy, chase a ring, and he got one eventually in his last year in Denver. Uh, but Eli is not built that way. Yeah, Eli already has his two rings. He already has his legacy cemented. He's already arguably the, the best giant QB ever. So I don't see him leaving New York. Uh, he loves it here in the area. He loves living in the area. He loves his charity work in the area. Uh, he's just a loyal guy. So I, unless Gettleman gets really crazy, I can't see Eli leaving. Uh, I know, I'll, I'll be leaving. I'll be leaving. Now, who's going to be the coach? It's going to be Spags, Eric Studeville. Jim Schwartz was a hot name early. Now, he's going to be cooled down. So, what are you feeling about the Giants coaching search? Who do you think ultimately gets that job up there? Well, first and foremost, I thought that Louis Riddick was a better fit as a GM or Scott Pioli. But now that we had Gettleman here, uh, he's probably going to want his kind of guy. And I think what they're going to do is probably go uh, with a guy who has a background in defense. And I think that's why he's looking at a guy like Schwartz. Uh, and to me, it's a meh kind of move. If they, if they hire Schwartz, uh, I wasn't a fan of his in, in Detroit. I know he did good things in Philadelphia. But to me, it's just an ass pick. I would have been uh, pressuring Josh Daniels, uh, I think, from day one to come and take this job. I think he's now ready to be a head coach again. He's learned at the toolage of, of, of Belichick for so long now. Uh, he had his learning uh, issues in Denver. I think he's learned from all of the mistakes in Denver. I think he's ready and primed to be a head coach again. Uh, so for me, my search will probably begin and end with McDaniels. Uh, but it sounds like the Giants like Schwartz a lot. I hear folks that's talking to you about Williams on the Boss Man Show. Turn to the Jets. They extended uh, Bowles in the GM. Oh, oh, that's so very uninspiring. Why did they do that? They didn't make any really improvements. They were, they were tanking, of course, but the Jets stuck in the middle almost. Like they, they, their pick's not bad enough where they can get somebody you know, you know, that's really going to be an impact guy, and it's not too low. It's not in the middle of the pack. So, what are the Jets doing, man? So like they're in a bad spot up there, man. You know what? I, I'm probably the minority. I I love the resigning of old extension. I love McCagnan extension. I think that you have to show your players that we believe in, in this process, in this journey, and, and, and to change coaches and, and GM again uh, so soon. I think that's what bad organizations do. That's what bad teams do when they flip flop regimes every other year, hence the Browns. I, I like that they have a direction. I like the way the young team has fought hard for bowls. McCagnan, the right thing, well, he got that roster of all the high priced guys. Who, who, who didn't buy into two bowls and voice, uh, you know, Decker, uh, Brandon Marshall, Revis, Mangold, David Harris. All those guys are no longer on the Jets, and none of them really thrive outside the Jets. So that showed that McCagney had a vision to part with those guys. So I, I like what they're doing. I like they're doing a, a slow and steady pace. Hey, and they, they had about $80 million in cap space. Now, who they get with that cap space, who knows? Because it could be a hard sell to get, get you know, to have guys come to New York. But I like the vision. I think they have better vision right now than the Giants do, and that's saying an awful lot. Yes, it is. Never thought I hear the, the Jets are in a better position than the Giants for its vision-wise. I thought the Jets always was the joke of New York. But I guess they are starting to get gang green back in order. And you know, another New York team is kind of in the playoff hunt. The New York Knicks, life after Melo must be going okay. Uh, they're right below the AFC right now in the Eastern Conference. We're fighting for that. So you around the Knicks a lot, and I've a lot of friends on the Knicks. Uh, how how are you feeling about the Knicks and maybe going to the playoffs, or should they, or you feel like they're still kind of stuck in purgatory? Need to maybe make a big splash or tear all the way down again. Well, I think that 
Yeah, I, I don't see any big splash happening. I don't see them tearing down. I think they're putting together a nice building block. Uh, if Porzingis can stay healthy throughout, it was a big if he hasn't stayed a healthy full year yet. But if he stays relatively healthy, that is a great foundation to build with. And I like Hornsick style. His coaching ability, his, his his demeanor is perfect for his area in New York, where he is a, a kind of a low-key guy. He's a basketball lifer. He's a hooper. He loves basketball. He loves teaching. And he doesn't get rattled by the media up here, which I think, honestly, it's a big thing in the NBA. If you're a head coach, you're so visible. We're always in, always in press conferences in the media. If you can't handle the heat as a coach in the media in New York City, as a Knicks coach, then you shouldn't be here. And we've seen coaches wilt under pressure here in hot lights before. Uh, Fisher was not made for this this job here in this market. But I think Hornsack is. And I like his demeanor. I like that guys embrace him. And I let the guys play hard for him. They're not very good yet, but I think they're ascending. I think they're on the right track. And I love what Perry and Mills are doing in the front office. They've done so much so fast already. They've done so much more now within the first six months of the regime than Phil Jackson in the first four years. I agree. Phil needs to go for sure. And Phil's probably in this state. We never know. But, Bone, I got a Florida story for you that came across my wire today. You're going to love <laughs> this. A Florida man was arrested, get this, after trying to set his girlfriend on fire, getting electrocuted because her dog ate his chicken fingers and her other son used his contact solution. What's going on, Bone? That sounds like a man who is hungry (laughs) and can't see. Uh, You know what? I'm a big fan of chicken fingers, so... I'm not saying abuse pets and things on fire for them, but chicken fingers, if they're made right, they're bombs. So I, I, to me, it's kind of a, a toss-up. I mean, I don't think you should set anyone on fire or injure animals over them, but chicken fingers sometimes are pretty tasty. I'm like, this man, we're not even into the year that much. This man has lost his mind. Like, my man, get some more. <laughs> Go to CVS or Walgreens, get you some more solution. Vizine don't cost that oh, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, hey, I agree. I agree with the solutions. I, I, unfortunately, fortunately, I have good eyesight. I don't need solutions. I don't need eyeglasses. But I understand. Just go to CVS, man, or, or Rite Aid or Walgreens. Go somewhere and get that for, for $8, $10. That's fine. But you know what? As we talk, you and I, off air a lot, uh, sometimes when we go to press boxes or we go to team facilities, some of the food is banging. So if you get some good chicken uh, strips, at, at like a press box facility, I kind of understand. Just don't get a to-go box. <laughs> when you, just, don't, just don't bring your own to-go box in there to cipher the team food. <laughs> that That is hitting close, close to home. <laughs> exactly. Like, so much so that you have a power play happening behind the scenes to return somebody back because of a to-go plate. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just never know. Sloop Magazine coming soon. Breaking news, dang it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's coming soon. Yes, it. It's going to break the ice soon. You'll see. Yes, indeed. Yo, hey, Bone, when that contract gets signed, when this guy returns back, you'll know first. 
Yeah, I, I can't. Hey, I can't wait for the for the juice, man. I can't wait. It's, it's crazy, man. Yes, it's all crazy. Yes, indeed. But bone man, you the bro, you man, man. Hey, glad to have you on the new show, man. You've been with me for since one early in the game, man. So glad to have you with us on the new show as well, man. Stay warm, man. Northern Jersey. Uh, make sure Knicks play well, my friends. Keep doing what they're doing up there with the Knicks. So you guys maybe get a season playoffs some and. and I hear you, bro. Thank you, man. Hey, I, I, quick, quick message. I just say how happy I am, and I'm proud of you, and, and you're killing it down there. So keep it up, man. Really. Thank you so much, Bone. You, you welcome my brother to me, man. I appreciate you for that, folks. That's my man. You hear him on the show a lot this year. Come on, T.B. Williams, Bunch of New York, Salute Magazine on the Boss Man Show. Can we have more show for you coming up after the break? We out. <laughs> Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. JR the Boss Man Show, talking for the Vol Network, talking about the Tennessee Volunteers. I met him in a Titans game earlier this year, my man Vince Ferrara. How you doing, Vince? I am good. Good to talk to you. And yeah, I was even made it back for the uh, for the Rams game. Sorry uh, you weren't there to join us in the peanut gallery in the press box. Yeah, man, uh, I was uh, <laughs> with the Falcons that day, man. I was down okay. there in New Orleans seeing them get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Falcons are in the dance, so that's what counts. So the Titans. So. Looking forward to being in LA for the Rams game. I can't wait for that, man. I just can't wait to see what what we do. I think we got a good draw, Vince, playing the Rams. If you beat the Rams, you got Nick Foles. If you can't, if you got Nick Foles, you have a chance, my man. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I thought the I thought the Falcons if they got in because they have as talented a roster as anyone that frankly is underachieved a little bit i think this year that if they got in and they get their act together especially offensively that i don't know that many teams would want to see them with their experience and talent so yeah i i think you're right i think they definitely got a shot 
Yes, indeed. Well, Vince, I want to ask you about the, hey, we're talking about the Tennessee coaching service, man. I was watching them from afar, watching it on Twitter, hearing, reading reports, man. What was going on behind the scene with the Tennessee coaching service, man, with with the AD and then Philip Foreman forcing him out? They had Shiano, they couldn't get nobody. Like, what was going on, man? It's just, fill us in about that. <laughs> Wow, a summary of that mess. I mean, uh, it's just, it, we've never seen anything like it. It just was uncharted territory because you had you had the coaching search that fans wanted to start earlier during the season after before or after the Alabama game. They wanted the Tennessee to, to be the first one out there looking for a coach, which, of course, never leads to that team getting the best coach or, or an elite coach because those coaches are going to want to wait. So fans are frustrated just from that. Then I don't think they really had a whole lot of confidence in John Curry leading the search. Uh, so then the more time passed, the more fans started to talk about John Gruden, which of course was never going to happen. You know, those groomers were there earlier in the year and it was all a fantasy. It was never going to happen. But boy, if you said anything about it not happening, fans are getting so upset with you. So then you set your sights on John Gruden and that didn't obviously didn't happen. Then Chip Kelly goes to Florida and that really set things rolling, the domino effect, or excuse me, he was talking about is beside him to Florida and UCLA He passed on Florida and went to UCLA that left Florida open for Dan Mullen. And if Chip Kelly was at it didn't take the UCLA job and, took the Florida job, Dan Mullen likely is Tennessee's coach, and none of it actually happens, and Tennessee gets probably their first guy. Well, since Florida was open, Florida went to Mullen, and then that set the ball rolling. Then John Curry went to his second choice, and that was Greg Schiano, and why he was the number two choice, I don't think any of us can really tell you, because I think he was a flawed candidate even besides all the Penn State stuff, but you know what happened with all the, the protests and everything, which mm-hmm. I think I think Jared was about it was about the Penn State situation and Tennessee not wanting anyone with any sort of baggage. They weren't impressed with him as well. That was a factor. But it was about that. They it, the national media I think got it completely wrong in that they painted the picture that Tennessee fans were upset that John Curry was about to hire a a guy that had something to do with the Penn State situation, but the national media made it seem like, well, because it wasn't John Gruden, they're just mad that it, it was somebody else. Well, that wasn't the case. When they hired Jeremy Pruitt and when everyone else's names came up, no one was protesting, no luck. Just players were contacting UT. That was all about a negative image they wanted to stay away from. So it, after that all went down, and Greg Schiano, they had to back out of the Greg Schiano deal. Then you know, they got turned down a bunch, and it was an embarrassing set of circumstances, made it even worse. But I think in the end, when they win, well, just before the end, when they finally decided that John Curry couldn't leave church, uh, they're trying to fire him for cause. Uh, he's still technically suspended until they work out the full investigation and get their legal uh, T's crossed and I's dotted. Then uh, they're going to try to you know, fire him for cause. And then Philip Fulmer took over. Another factor in that is that 
then the search became all Philip Fulmer's and not Jimmy Haslam, Peyton Manning, and a whole bunch of cooks in the kitchen. And that was a problem with the first part of the search for Curry. There's too many people involved in that. So I think it was a, a real positive to get Philip Fulmer just running the search on his own, kind of calming the waters down. He was looking at a couple defensive guys that's on Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, who uh, I, I think considering what they went through and, and all the, the negativity and heat they took nationally, I think they, they ended up with a with a pretty good coach that uh, is still in the national spotlight now, as you know, with Alabama as their D.C. And I will see him. I'll see him actually on Monday night when uh, the game's down here in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So looking forward mm-hmm. to that game right there, Vince, the SEC battle for the national championship right there, man. And I also want to ask you about the Tennessee basketball team because Vince, I, it's on on Twitter. I'm always hearing fans killing Rick Barnes, and I know losing to Bruce Pearl tonight is not going to go well with Tennessee fans because they all love Bruce Pearl and they, they loved him for what I could tell. Bruce <laughs> Pearl comes to the arena, going there again, man. So, where's the basketball team going, Rick Barnes, and how the fans feeling about Rick Barnes now after losing to Bruce Pearl uh, the other night here? Well, they would. A lot of fans would take Bruce Pearl back in a heartbeat. They don't care about the NCAA issues, lying to the NCAA, all that. You know, so a lot of fans still view that whole deal with him and the NCAA as just a barbecue, which is just so inaccurate. It's, you know, it's about not being truthful with the NCAA. That's that's the, the biggest deal, not that he, he served pulled pork and potato salad to a recruit. And fans think it was it was just down to a sandwich and a plate, and it's not. It's just it's just wrong. It's a um, it, it's just you wanting Bruce Pearl to be your coach, and so you're going to frame it that way. But you know, look, he's in more hot water. I don't know that he survives Auburn in the end. If if more comes out in uh, in that investigation with all the other schools, but you know, last night it was Bruce Pearl's first win in Thompson Bowling Arena as an opposing coach. And so that, that was noteworthy. He's struggled against Tennessee's only win was at Auburn when Tennessee went there. So, um, and, you know, fans in general, I think like Rick Barnes, but they're not in love with Rick Barnes because there's this perception that has been there from the jump that he's here just sort of on his retirement tour. And he's just, kind of you know on his way out of coaching and and just has a gig just for fun and and i don't think that's the case i've been around him i've talked to him um you know obviously i do pre-game interviews on the vol network for the players i'm around their players and coaches i mean this guy wants to win he has a high standard for this team i think it's a pretty good team but what happened last night and thompson bowling arena was the worst game they played all season and he called them casual and immature after the game. Even in some other losses, he hasn't been that upset. He said, you know, yeah, we need to practice with more consistency. We need to practice like an elite team. But he hasn't really crushed them. He still has had confidence in them being a really good team. But, boy, after last night, he his tune changed and – uh, there, there's some guys that need to check themselves, or else they're going to lose minutes. This is a the, his best team, I think, and I think an NCAA tournament type of team. But last night was eye-opening in the wrong direction, and fans uh, have increased their criticism of him a little bit. 
Uh, one, because they they want to get to the NCAA tournament and they don't want this team to screw it up. And two is because they want five-star talent. You know how it is. Fans want the elite players. Yeah, they're right. They don't want them to go to – yeah, they don't want them to go to Kentucky and Louisville and Kansas and, and all these other schools. They want them in Florida. They want them to go to Tennessee because they have recruited a lot of three-star guys that they could mold and improve and be four-year guys. That's the base. That was their plan. Now they're starting to go after more elite guys. They just haven't gotten them yet, and that frustrates fans too. So they're they're showing up in in decent amounts, but they're not in love with this team yet uh, because they're uh, of those reasons. And and I, I think only getting to the NCAA tournament and maybe winning a game or two is the only time that I think fans will fully buy in the Barnes and this team. I hear you on that one, Vince. Now, just before for you go, Vince, uh, I want to get your prediction on, on the game coming up here on Monday night. Mm-hmm. You, Georgia, Alabama, who you who you got, man? Well, I'll say this. I, I got both of the semifinal playoff games right. I did pick Georgia and Alabama, and it was close for me, especially with Georgia and Oklahoma. I, I didn't see Georgia winning a, a shootout like that. I mean, who thought that they could – top the the 50 point mark in a game with Oklahoma but when I flipped from Oklahoma to Georgia late because I started thinking about the coaching aspect of it as much as anything else and Georgia's ability to make adjustments is so impressive and they did that and that I was a big factor in the game as far as this game goes it's going to be a completely different type of game because these two these two coaching staffs and teams even though they didn't play this year, are so familiar with one another and how they do things. So Georgia's not going to be able to run the ball to that level. Uh, Alabama is not going to be able to get away with not being uh, two-dimensional on offense, not being balanced on offense. And just the familiarity of the two coaching staffs just going to be fascinating to me. I like Alabama. I think it will be less than a touchdown win for Bama. I think that front seven has gotten so healthy and so good, especially and with Minka Fitzpatrick being healthy again. It was an underrated story about their injuries with Fitzpatrick. He's one of the best, if not the best player in all college football. It makes such a big difference. So I, I just think Alabama's defense is going to be too good in the end in a very close game. I like Bama in what should be a, a fun all-SEC matchup. I hear that, Vince. Well, Vince, I'll see you Tuesday night at Vanderbilt. Luckily, I have an off day there. They to come up there that game. So, I'll see you there doing your Vol Network thing. As, as They have a whiteout at Memorial Gym for you guys, as always. So, I'll be up there for that, man. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Good to talk to you. Appreciate you All right. Me. See you, Vince. Hey, it's Mr. Farrar here on the Boss Man Show. Man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night. 
for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Like, unless you, like, 
completely ban the barball from the facilities or ban him from the uh, you know the, the arena, he's going he's going to be a distraction because he loves he loves the hype, he loves this newfound celebrity that he has because he's like that you know that that parent the uh, that lives through their children, you know. That's who LeVar Ball is. And I think Magic could set down LeVar a long time ago. Or maybe like when uh, they drafted Lonzo, he could sit down with him somewhere at his house or wherever. It was like, look, you got him this far, okay? Let us take over. And we don't we don't need you all in the interviews. You know, we don't need you all in the press conferences, you know, you know, thinking it's about you. Because at this point, it's about your son, you know, and you know, and, and basically, LeVar doesn't see that he's making it 10 times worse on Lonzo, and he's making it even worse for the younger kids, because they're never going to, you know, experience their full potential, because Lonzo is trying to live through them also. So, the person that really should shut all this down a long time ago was Matty Johnson. Uh, now, JC, let's real quick touch on that, that F rating he, he got with the shoe company from the Better Business Bureau. I just, I gotta touch on that real quick, because that thing's going to go sideways real quick. I don't know how much you, you read about this whole thing or know about it, but they don't just give F ratings for the hell of it. Like, you have to earn that bad boy. And from what I'm seeing out there, there's a lot of unhappy customers that have purchased these shoes that, that, that they're selling. What, what's your take on that whole thing? Beckler, man, I'm glad you brought that up because I saw it also from the beginning. I knew exactly what was going on with that situation. That whole big baller brand is nothing but a pyramid scheme. <laughs> that's all it is, man. Like, LeVar Ball is the black Bernie Madoff, you know, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> because when you think about it, like, I saw it from the jump. When I first heard about um, a back order or, you know, you got to wait months before you can get the product, I was like, oh, he's, all they're doing is pocketing the money. They're basically, they're going to ship out some shoes. But as far as, you know, the masses of the people that try to order the product, I knew it from the, from the beginning it was going to be a problem. Because I think all they were trying to do was, first of all, all the bar wanted to do was get Nike, Adidas, or, you know, one of these big shoe companies to to license his big baller big baller brand and, you know, to license the product and, and sell, you know, to Nike or whatever. But once he saw that Nike wasn't going to budge or give him the, you know, the money he was looking for, he was like, you know what? I can run the biggest Ponzi, the biggest basketball shoe Ponzi scheme ever and promise people how to look and I'm going to charge a ridiculous amount for a shoe that normally wouldn't cost more than 20 bucks from the uh, from the looks of it and the material that goes into it. Let me charge $500 and I bet these fools out here will be like, wow, this guy is so creative. He's an entrepreneur and he's charging X amount of dollars. Man, let me go ahead and support him. And that's exactly what happened, man. And now, like I said, he has the F rating to uh, the, the real BBB. And like you said, you know, I would I would look into suing. I, if I could, I would sue. If I was a person that bought or spent that money and I haven't received my products yet, I would I would look into legal recourse into some type of lawsuit or something in order to not only get my money back, but to sue the pants off a of big baller brand and I would try. I would try to take the whole thing down, man. I would try to sue him for as much as much money as he made. That's how much I would sue to Lavar Ball for. You know what I see coming, JC and Jr. is class action lawsuit. You know, there's attorneys oh, yeah. out there just licking their chops, 
trying to gather names up and get people to sign on to reach that that class action threshold so they can get that that bad boy into court and file it and get some big big payday out of it if i had to guess that's how this is going to end with a class action lawsuit absolutely it's coming Start off the year taking an L with his elf, just like his teeth are an L. My man, Bleach, <laughs> the dentist, mix in a Whitener. Come on, my man, you the big baller. What you about? You got mustard chicklets, my man. Get it together, brother. Come on, you at the natural gold tooth. Never <laughs> lost. <laughs> Never <laughs> flossed. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Never flossed. Stay in your lane. Rembrandt, Crest, Colgate. <laughs> That's a joke. And the surprise, and the surprise for the story. You gonna love this, guys. We have a Florida man arrested after catching his pastor getting all close and r- r- lovey dovey with his fiance and her OB appointment. Rubbing her stomach down with the ultrasound lotion and getting close to her with a stiffy because he thought he couldn't come here to work. He showed up anyway and caught him in the act and then beat the pastor down in the OB, then beat the doctor OB down and then threw them all in some kind of biohazard pool of nasty. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is what's going on, boss. This is like, this is like five stories divided in one. Exactly. <laughs> man, we need to edit that one, man. That's too much going on, man. Okay. You got to chop that one up. So here, here here, you go, JC. First of all, why are you getting freaky with the ultrasound jelly, okay? that That's not, that's not right, right? Just if you're going to you're gonna do something, bring some, you know, some kind of like scented massage oil with you or something. Why are you getting nasty with the, the, uh, the ultrasound gear? Like, I, 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 that's a different different level of freaky right there, right? Or, or maybe that was the only lubricant he had, you know, available. That could be. That's what I'm saying. You got like, but that's the, but that's the OB doctor, though. But but why would? Okay, this is her. This is me. Why are you inviting your pastor to your OB appointment because your fiance can't come? He has to work. That's my first question. That's segment number two, bro. Like, what? What? Why are you inviting anybody? But like, that's. Then the fiance pops up and catches my man with a stiffy, rubbing the jelly on it, and getting getting kind of close and lusty eyes for, and then beating him and the OB down, throwing him into the biohazard pool. That is some classic Florida. Is there a less romantic place to, to hook up with your side piece? Because let's be honest, I mean that's what that's what's going on here. This, this pastor is this chick's side piece, right? So what, like you can't take her to I don't know Sizzler or something like what like anywhere, bro. Like. <laughs> Get this girl out to Applebee's or something, and then take her back to your place or motel, sit, whatever, wherever you go, find a hojo somewhere. But I don't know, dude. Like, like the the obstetrician's office. That's just like, I mean, how do you? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. One. I don't know either, bro. But that's uh, folks. We all want to do it each week. We do, man. We both gonna have you a sports story or two, then a Florida story to blow your mind each week. The three J's here, JC, JR, JD, we are the three-man weave. Catch on the Boss Man Show every week. And catch my man if you're in Memphis, 
gonna see Click Sports Bar, 3705 Malcolm Way. Ain't that right, bro? That's right, that's right, man. And real quick about uh uh Applebee's, did you know they're the official eatery for all of all guys sidekicks? Did you know that? I, I did know that. I thought you were about to say Coles though, my man. <laughs> Get some Coles cash, right? Slogan. Designated by the public as side piece central. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. I would absolutely capitalize on that. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. Bombers fries, bombers tenders, bombers ribs. The Applebee's bombers meat. There you go. <laughs> you get a free hot dog. Free hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a free shake. Free There you go. <laughs> What's up? Folks, get ready for every week. Three-man weave. J-R-J-C-J-D. We out. See y'all. Peace. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, college basketball fans. This is Donnie Tyndall, former head basketball coach, and we're getting ready to have a top three with Tyndall with JR the boss man and John, myself, as we analyze the college basketball season team by team, break down stats and facts, and give you all the basketball scoop across the country on a weekly basis. We hope you'll join us and look forward to talking hoops with you on the boss man show.